When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It's the Fight Fan with Pete Hoffman time. Y'all must have forgot why we the best. People say the punches weren't really necessary. What do you mean, why were they not necessary? Because he was already knocked out at that point. But it, the referee hadn't pulled me off. And my job is to hit somebody till the referee pulls me off. So to so those people, I would say, maybe don't watch him and they go back to soccer. You know, I made history here tonight. I set another record. It's my name in history one more time. WFAN and Odyssey.com. You guys caught me under under a bad bad time, but you know what I'm saying? The rock's cool. I like ballers. I like ballers. You know what I'm saying? But he picked the wrong side. He picked another side so he could get it too. He could get his ass whipped too. Straight up. With all due respect, he could get it too. I definitely want to defend my 145 about. And let's see, I'm gonna talk to Dana. Dana, tomorrow I'm gonna call you. We're gonna have a talk. I love you, boy. Here's your fight fan host, Pete Hoffman. This is the fight fan with your host, Pete Hoffman. Follow me at the Hop WFAN, at the fight fan, WFAN on Twitter, at the fight fan with Pete Hoffman, everywhere else. YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, WFAN.com, all the apps, and everywhere. This week, we will have two fighters who will be fighting this weekend. Johnny Bedford going for the lightweight championship in BKFC. That's bare knuckle fighting Friday night, August 20th. And Brandon Roval, who will be fighting at this weekend's UFC, August 21st. Cannoneer versus Gastelum at the, uh, the Apex Center in Vegas. He will be fighting Alexander Pantoja. And I'm right now currently on vacation. Relaxing somewhere. Not at the station. But I made sure that I would give you the goods. Make sure that I give you a good podcast. Make sure that I give you some good interviews. And I hope you appreciate that. Because I do it for you guys. 
Um, so yeah, we have. If you're a fight fan, this is a nice weekend for you because you have so Bellator on Friday will have Czech Congo versus Sergey Karatonov, South Dakota. How about that? South Dakota, good for them. Well, they'll be in South Dakota for Bellator this Friday, August 20th. The PFL, depending on when you listen to this, PFL either had taken place Thursday, August 19th, or will be taking place Thursday, August 19th. You got the women's lightweight semis and the heavyweight semis. So that'll be fun. Friday, August 27th, I'm looking forward to it because my boy Chris Wade is back for the featherweight semis. So that'll be fun. Uh, and then UFC Apex, UFC Vegas 33 or 34. I can't remember which freaking number it is now. There's so many numbers, so many fight nights and pay-per-view events and all that stuff. So I, I just keep on getting confused. I'm going to say UFC 33, possibly 34. One of those two. But it's Jared Cannonier versus Kelvin Gestum as the main event. So there's there's tons of uh, of events, and then you also got the Manny Pacquiao fight too versus uh, uh, Ugas. Again, that was supposed to be Errol Spence Jr. That did not happen due to a retina issue, but so be it. So anyway, that's what we got planned for this weekend. There's a lot of fights Thursday, Friday, Saturday. You'll watch it. You'll enjoy it. But for now, let's get to it. BKFC looking to get back his lightweight belt in the BKFC. Here he is, Johnny Bedford. This is the Fight Fan with your host, Pete Hoffman, and we are being joined right now. Next week, next Friday, uh, August 20th, BKFC 20, and we are being joined right now by Johnny Bedford. He's, he's going for the vacant lightweight championship. He's looking to regain that championship Back again. How are you doing, Johnny? I'm great. Yeah. Um, everything's going well. Like you said, six days away. Uh, big fight that I'm extremely excited for. Extra, uh, very well prepared for. So, yeah, we get to have some fun in six days from now. And thank you for, uh, you know, for bringing me on your show. Um, I've been in this game a long time. So it's people like you that that, that care about Enough to want to talk to me. It's it's what allows me to do what I love. So I appreciate you very much. Well, Johnny, the name of this is the fight fan. And the reason why, you know, I, I, I am a huge fan. I've been a huge fan of MMA for 20 plus years. I'm the, I, I don't want to say I'm the, I'm the biggest fan in New York, but I would like to try to pat myself on the back and be like, maybe I close to it. Maybe I'm in the top 10. Um, but I, I love the sport. And you've been, again, you said you've been around it for quite some time. You've been in a ton of different promotions. You've been in the UFC. You've been in Bellator. You've been in so many. Tell me what makes bare knuckle fighting so not, uh, so, so it looks very sexy right now. There's a lot of fighters that are, that are finding their way into bare knuckle and it's coming from whether it's MMA fighters, boxers, it's coming from a lot of different places. It's new. It's it's exciting, and it's a platform that allows both guys to compete on an even playing field of sorts. Like we get to meet in the middle. Boxers can fight mixed martial artists now, and vice versa, obviously. <clears throat> and it is sexy. It's it's awesome. <laughs> it's it's the best, fastest growing sport in the world because it's the best sport in the world. It's exciting. 
Um, look, I'm an MMA guy, and I'm the truth is I train with professional boxers every day, so I'm a huge boxing guy fan, whatever you want to call it, and I love them both. Um, but they can they, I appreciate what it is, but there can be boring fights. There's no such thing as a boring fight in a bare knuckle fight. You start three feet three feet apart, um, in a circular ring. Um, you toe the line and there's no referee separating. If you start clinching a little bit, as long as you're staying busy and it's, it's set up for excitement. Um, David Feldman did a great job, um, coming up with the rule sets, the towing the line, the, you want to make something fun and exciting, make these guys start three feet apart with no gloves on, give them two minutes and let, let's, let's put on some exciting fights and the proofs in the buddy pudding, um, fastest growing sport in the world right uh how many subscribers now on the app i mean it's 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 insane and i'm just thankful to be a part of it obviously um been here since bare knuckle one and uh they've always done me right and i'm a company man so i'll be here for a very long time i'm very thankful for bare knuckle i'm very thankful for david feldman and um it is sexy i guess to get back to your answer it's it's definitely the most exciting sport you can't have boring fights and bare knuckle fighting championships it just doesn't happen no it, it does not this is going to be your seventh <laughs> bare knuckle fight it's out of 20 i mean that's that's crazy already that's freaking nuts um you know give me a, a like you know little little taste of you know the fact that you're fighting reggie barnett jr this is the second time this is a rematch but you've already beat him once so in a rematch fight where you've already been victorious do you feel like you have to show him something different going this with the same mindset? How do you feel? Again, this is good. Like bare knuckle. It's, it's a very fast pace. It's in your face. You really can't escape, but is there something you're going to do differently in this fight? Um, I don't, I don't know that I'll do things much differently. I'm going to be better than I was the first time. And that's the scary or sad news. You want to call it for Reggie Barnett. That's not talking smack. Um, I'm in a really good place mentally. Um, I've switched up my camp. Um, I'm, I'm with a, you know, I've owned, I own a pretty big school here in Fort Worth and I'm a pretty high level coach, I would say. And I've always done my camps inside of my own facility and use the coaches that I employ and the training partner partners. And it's, it's been different. I've had, to, uh, some things have happened in my personal life that I've had to remove people from my life. And when, when, when that has happened, it's made me reach out and it's made me be uncomfortable and, and, and uncomfort there's growth. Right. And by doing so, you know, I joined a purely a boxing gym that from 10 AM to noon is their pros. And I got welcomed in like a family and there's guys out there every single day that are trying to be a world champion in boxing. And so this training camp has been on a whole new level. Like I'm being, obviously I'm no longer the boss at this building. I'm no longer the coach. I'm no, when the phone rings, I don't look at it. I'm held accountable. Like if I don't, if you're late, you're late. Like, like I'm in a really good place. Like I'm going into this fight six days from now. Like I've done everything I was supposed to do. I checked out. I, I, I like, I was a 100% a professional athlete for the last eight weeks. And uh, I've sparred with the best guys in Texas. Like, like real talk. Like I sparred with guys just, flat out way better than Reggie Barnett on a daily basis. And uh, I'm just excited to go out there, perform. Um, and I show up and I fight my best fight. That belt's coming back to Texas. I love it. I love it. 
Johnny, you know, the one thing I have to ask you is, you know, you, we do, you do talk about how intense these fights are, you know, they're, they're, they're crunched up, you know, you're three feet of, you start three feet of, apart in their two minute rounds. I've seen, I've spoken to some boxers who are really eyeing to get in uh, to bare knuckle and they were eyeing that Paige Van Zandt fight and they were, th- they were hoping that maybe they'd like to participate in it. And then they saw some fights prior to that and like, I don't think, I think that's too intense for me. So if you're telling me that, that professional boxers are, are backing away from bare knuckle, give me what, what type of person does it take to step into that ring, the bare knuckle ring? Um, you've got to be, I guess, a little different. I'll agree with you because I don't <laughs> think just because you're a great pro boxer that you're going to transition over, um, your whole t- entire career, you've had your hands laced, co- taped up and then big old gloves put on top. And you've had your hands turned into weapons your whole entire career. You've been able to throw those things as hard as you want for most of the time without abandonment, right? With no, with no worries. I'm trying to hurt people. I'm throwing punches out of Take those wraps off. Take those gloves off. Start seeing how hard you can punch. It changes the game entirely, which which opens up a whole can of worms in conversation. I mean, it's safer. All these boxing guys are like, I don't know about that. You're right, because there's a lot more blood. Um, there's bone to bone, right? It's bare knuckles to eyebrows. It's You're going to bleed. Mm. Uh, but I'll still say, are you anybody? It's way safer than boxing. It's way safer than MMA. Um, I had 40 stitches in my last fight, and I told the reporters afterwards, that's okay. None of this shit affects how I talk to my grandkids. Mm. I mean, that's the truth. I'm not a, I'm not a model, so I, I, I can take a little bit. Of, I've got plenty of scar tissue already. That's probably why I had so many stitches. <laughs> um, you know, it, it, it is what it is. Now, to answer your question, I don't think people, most people don't are, aren't okay with that. Um, knowing that, oh, shit, probably every time I get punched in the face, I'm going to start bleeding. It's a little different, right? And again, boxers need a new great until their hands turn to dust. You can't go out there and just throw one twos as hard as you can because as soon as you bounce one off someone's forehead, you're a, you're without a gun in a gunfight. You don't you don't have hands anymore. And it's 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 I don't want to you know go on too many tangents, I guess. But but no, I mean. Bare knuckles awesome. I don't even know where we started anymore. I'm all over the place. But. No, I love it, dude. I love it. I love your passion for it because, dude, this is. And by the way, you're beautiful. Though that hair, I need that hair. Well, I need that. That that that's slick, dude. That's beautiful. I appreciate that, man. Because I just kind of made it look halfway decent before we jumped on. I've been at the gym all day, bro. I'm still in. <laughs> right, like it's been. And I, the real truth is, I feel like it's a mop. I need to. I'll be getting my my fight week haircut i'm getting it monday because i leave tuesday so i, I didn't want, i was thinking about getting it uh yesterday but i was like it's too far out right i want that haircut to look good still on next friday so i made an appointment for monday i get a haircut monday fly out to biloxi on tuesday make weight thursday beat someone up on friday um and come home saturday with my belt back that's beautiful i love it uh john bed for joining us right now you know you you do have six days to, to, you know, you're telling us you're getting a haircut tomorrow to, or Monday to look fresh and stuff like that. But what else is your routine? Like, is this the hardest part of, of the week is just to like, you know, to make weight and all that other stuff for, for you? Is it, it cause the training's done, the work is done. <coughs> so is it, is it now just time to just kind of like take it all in, relax a little bit? Can you relax? Um, no, I mean, my coach, uh, coach Ray out of FHD, amazing guy. Like, like he said, he said it best. And I, I agree with him. We're just sharpening. We're just keeping this t- tool sharp these last couple of days. Um, 
Friday yesterday was my last sparring day, a week out. Um, we finished that really strong. Um, and then Saturday, we he came out to me, he came out to my facility today. Um, we moved around for 40 minutes, an hour. You know, I had pads, I had the bag. Um, we're just staying sharp. The, it it kind of the travel worked out really well and weird this week, how it just worked out. But I think it's better for me. You know, I get to go to the gym Monday morning like normal. Obviously, I won't be sparring, but I'm going to I'm going to stay moving and doing my normal routine. Um, obviously, start worrying about my weight a little more. I'm watching that start slowly coming down leading up to Thursday. Um, Tuesday, I was I was pretty adamant about getting into Biloxi early because weight cutting is a process for me. I'm not super excited about how that worked out because I don't get into like nine o'clock at night. So Tuesday's kind of over anyways for me, mm. but it allowed me to go to the gym Tuesday morning. So that's good. And then my coaches are flying in Wednesday. And by the time they actually get in and get to the, the hotel, we've already talked about, we'll probably move around again Wednesday. So I'm going to just stay normal. Right. Like, like the, I don't need to change my, I'm in, I'm in shape. Um, I, I, the hard rounds are done. It's just stay sharp. Keep your body fresh keep moving um yeah i'll make weight on thursday that's a bit of a process i'm a big guy for 135 um but i make the weight pretty uh this time i'm very confident it'll be easy weight cut um and then just go perform friday and then on, on friday night or saturday morning whatever it is what's the first meal that you're going to put in your body are you steak guy what, what, what are you looking forward to eating that's a great question it's always late at night right so we right. get out and the truth is, is I, my mom and dad are coming in from Ohio. My fiance will be there. Obviously um, her dad's coming in from Pensacola, Florida. Um, I'll have other family and um, from Ohio and I'll have people from Texas coming to watch and everyone wants to see you after you're fighting, after you win and I get it. Right. And so we usually figure it out, but a lot of times you're kind of stuck. Like with like, you don't have many options. You go fight like a 24 hour Denny's or something. Cause you don't get, <laughs> you're the main event. You got, you got, media obligations afterwards and whatever else and yeah by the time i'm all pumped up still it's it's midnight but let's go somewhere let's go somewhere well every most places are closed by now <laughs> so unfortunately the, the 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 choices aren't great by the time i get that first cheat meal so it's like french toast or something i guess i don't know we'll figure it out well, that's not bad. I'm a breakfast guy too. Listen, I'm a, if you, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm an everything guy. But the only thing I'm not a big guy, I'm not big on pork belly, and I just don't understand that. I know a lot of people, some people love the pork belly. I'm just, I'm not a pork belly guy. I don't, I don't know that I know it well enough to give you an opinion. If I'm being honest, I don't think I've ate it. Maybe I've tried it. I don't, I don't know. It's, I all I can tell you is I went to this crazy barbecue place, and they were like, it was be between the pulled pork or the pork belly, and I'm like. I pull pork guy all the way, but they're like, oh, no, the pork belly is phenomenal. So I gave it a shot. It's just basically pig fat. It's like fat. That's basically uh, what it was. And I'm just like, yeah, not, not, no, I need more like, yeah, I need more. Meat. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, what, you know, are, we're talking about bare knuckle fighting, but are you still a fan of just combat sports in general? Are you sitting there, whether it's Saturday night or Friday night or whatever it is, watching other fights going on, whether it's boxing, MMA? uh yeah um it's yes to answer your question um my entire life was combat sports um and it's it's the path i chose and it's it's i've worked my ass off to be here but it's what i do full time i i own a two schools here in fort worth two gyms um one of them is 
got 600 members. I mean, it's a big deal. We've got two, two separate mat areas. I've got 40 punching bags for fitness. I got a full weight training area, a full size cage, full size boxing ring. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a big deal. And I do that for a full time, obviously. Um, and weekends that I'm not traveling coaching because I have a pretty active MMA team. Now we've just come out of COVID. Thank God. And we're getting back to normalcy. Um, but if I'm not in a hotel somewhere coaching on the weekends, we're probably in my living room watching fights with people from my gym. And, and that's just what we do. And yeah, I, I, I'm very involved. I could tell you probably when the next big fight is and who's going to win. And I'll give you my opinion. I, I'm very much in the know and in the loop. And uh, yeah, I'm a super fan of sorts, just I like you. It. I love yeah. it. Dude. Okay. So here's my question. So when you're sitting at home and you're watching it, do you prefer to be by yourself? Do you want to be with teammates you want to be like breaking down fights with people or do you especially when it's someone that you know that's fighting you know if you're not in the corner or whatever the case is if you're sitting there watching a fight do you want to you want to be around other people are you sitting there having a, a whiskey you're sitting there with a beer what what would give me the johnny bedford go-to when watching a, a big event uh not a not a big drinker um so I'm typically watching, but if, if, if we have people over, I'm selective. It's interesting you brought that up. I will not go to like a sports bar to watch fights just because I can't handle the uneducated opinions. I don't want to hear it. it, it <laughs> uh, opinions. Um, the people that get invited, I, 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 I value their opinion at least enough to be invited to. You're allowed to speak during a fight, I guess. Um, to answer your question, though, if, if I'm like invested and I know the person, like, like truthfully, personally, and I'm and I'm and I you know feel it on the insides that you care whether they win or lock or win or lose, um, it's probably silent in my house. Um, if anyone's talking by myself, it's probably me to myself, but I think everyone's just kind of in it and we're just you know emotionally invested at that point. But when it's you know McGregor and Poirier or whatever it is, you know what I mean? Um, Fight fans know how to watch fights. We don't. You don't talk the whole damn time. But but you, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. But I have my four or five people that come over. Um, their opinion is their their MMA IQ is high enough to get in the door, and uh, we have a good time. Dude, I love it. No, because I, I'm the same way, man. I'm sitting there like I sit there and watch fights. I'm gonna watch your fight on Friday. I'm gonna bug out. I'm gonna be sitting there biting my fingernails the entire time until you you're victorious with the belt in your hand that, that's just how it goes man that's just how it goes and it's got to be with the right people otherwise i can't take it because i'm gonna uh, i myself will punch somebody and i don't want to do that it's just one of those exactly. things i when i tell people about fights it's one of those intense things that you can't get like especially being at a live event which by the way when are you guys coming to uh new york because I, I think I was talking to David Feldman. He said he's working on it sometime. I, maybe November. Maybe that was a lie. I don't know. But is that something that's true? I don't know. I heard they are trying to um, go to New York. I was really pushing them to come to Texas. Um, of course. <laughs> uh, our commission is. Uh, I'll be. I'll be nice. Um, I think they found a loophole though to get in New York, and I think it's a great. It's huge for them. Get yeah. New York this early, what it took the UFC, how long? Oh, um, and they know they're, they're, they're smart. They know what they're doing. So they're going to try to get in New York and and just obviously try to take over. I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous to see how fast this sport is growing and how, how exciting it is and how real and true it is. Like, 
and we still got states that are saying no like what like like it's too too right there's science behind it that's saying it's safer like listen to the to the doctors and i i don't know i'm i'm not gonna i will say we'll we'll be there one day i will say this johnny i've had uh the the head of the former head of hbo sports hbo boxing was on with me a few like a month ago when before Clarissa Shields was on uh, fighting her first PFL fight, and he basically said someone who's coming from the boxing ba- world is basically like you know what MMA in general is a is safer than boxing because a lot of it is just superficial stuff, and you're telling me that that bare knuckle is even safer than MMA. So we're talking about, we're, we're bringing it down. Like it's all superficial injuries. That's really what it comes down to. And if you can get past the blood, that's really all it is. Yeah, you know, you might have more broken bones with the hands, but so be it. I, and my hands are holding up and I've got bad hands going into it. I broke my hands more fighting MMA than I broke my hands in bare knuckle. Um, that might be because I'm smarter than most. I think I'm not going to go out there and chuck this thing a hundred mile an hour. Um, but yeah, it's all superficial. And, but, but, but that's what also makes it exciting, right? There's blood and people are bleeding and shit's falling and, and, and the, the canvas is turning red and there, there's good looking females doing this and it's crazy, mm. right? It's awesome. But no, you're hundred percent correct. It's safer. Um, by yeah. far than both of them. Yeah. Johnny, listen, I appreciate the time, man. I'm looking forward to your fight Friday. I'm looking forward to seeing you get the, get the belt back. Cause you deserve it. My friend. Uh, and dude, thank, thank you so much for the time. You're fantastic. Uh, look forward to bare knuckle fighting championship this Friday, August 20th, Johnny Bedford looking for the lightweight belt back. Thank you for your time. We'll talk to you guys soon. Have a great day. Looking forward to that. And I, I just, I just, you know, it's, it is weird. And I know I said it was sexy, but it really is like big KFC is like turning into the sexy sport. It's very gushy, very bloody and gushy, but Turning to be very sexy. There's an appeal there for a lot of lot of people, a lot of fans, a lot of fighters. So they're doing something right. Um, now let's get to the next interview with Brandon Royval. This is the Fight Fan with your host Pete Hoffman, and we are being joined right now by flyweight Brandon Royval. What's up, Brandon? How we doing, man? You got a big fight coming up. Looking forward to it. Uh, how are you feeling at the moment? How was the shoulder? How was the recovery? How's everything? Uh, recovery went well, man. It was a pain in the ass, honestly. It took forever. Um, but I uh, got over that hump, man, and uh, I'm, glad, I'm glad. Like it, like I said, I feel like I sometimes you need to get over some bullshit to just uh, be really hungry and get back into that fucking uh, that, uh, kill or be killed type spirit, you know? So it made me hungry, and it made me just want to be back out here. So uh, I'm doing great, man. Uh, the fact that I'm doing interviews, getting ready to fight again, is the fucking greatest thing ever. It, uh, the surgery seemed like it, it, like everything seemed like it went super quick. Uh, the division was on hold for me, so everything seemed like it worked out really well for me, honestly. Um, you know, not for nothing, but you don't have a light opponent coming up. Uh, Alexandra Pantoja is 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 legit. Uh, I remember when he was on the uh, the Ultimate Fighter, like he was, I think, if he was the number one contender, I believe he was the top. Yeah, he was. And you know, just through his MMA career, he's 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 an assassin he's a killer so tell me how it feels to have such a long layoff and then to fight someone like this you haven't had an easy go of it in the ufc that's for sure your opponents are fucking killers so how, how does it feel to to continue the process yeah yeah yeah. that's that's actually one of the core things too is like it's not like i'm fighting these scrubs or like any of these no-name uh flyweight guys i'm fighting the top 10 so it just shows like one 
me is like one I belong here and two it's just like I should have been in the UFC a fucking long time ago. I knew that I knew that I knew that watching uh watching uh Pantoja win the RFA, bro. I was like 19 years old when he won the Resurrect- Resurrection Fighting Alliance championship and then went on to be the champion or uh uh win the Ultimate Fighter or whatever. However old I was and however old he was. I remember thinking I was like I'll whoop that dude's ass right now like. So, in all honesty, bro, I got I'm happy I'm here. I know Alexander Pantoja is a killer. I've had the pleasure of watching him forever since before he was in the UFC. I watched him fight. He actually beat a Colorado guy to be the RFA uh, champion. So I actually watched all those fights. And uh, like I said, it's just kind of nice to be in there and like a, an actual chance to go fucking fight someone with a name who's been doing all this stuff and then have building his credentials all along. It gives me a nice little chance to go in there and steal that, steal that name, steal those credentials, prove myself, and then also have all the motivation in the world of going against a full-blown killer and uh, is that being Pantoja and it's just like it, it gives me the opportunity to show how dangerous I am and what I can do in the flyweight division you know you said that you've watched uh, Pantoja since you were younger I mean how long have you been following the M- MMA uh you know how long have you been into MMA how long did what what exactly got you into it and, and where where did this transpire your your passion uh what I, what got me into it was um me and my me and my brother. So I was watching. I was watching MMA. We were boxing fans. That's what we really. We were boxing fans when we were little kids. And uh, who was the MMA who was the big coming. who was the big boxing guy that got you into it? Oh, I was, I was Oscar De La Hoya's fucking fan through and through, man. Oscar De La Hoya was my man, bro. <laughs> when I was younger, uh, when I was younger, when he lost uh, against Felix Trinidad, I cried, bro. Uh, it was like. Bro, everything everything was Oscar De La Hoya, and like that's why I thought that's why I wanted to be, bro. I, like I I developed like a stiff jab, all that stuff because I want to be a De La Hoya. Um, so we were we got into super big into like boxing, and then MMA came around. And we were huge Chuck Liddell fans when MMA came around. Like anybody who would knock someone out, and like when I was younger, I would just fast forward through all like the jujitsu and like the ground force. I was like, this is the gayest part of the whole thing. Even when I was younger, I remember thinking kicking was for fruit, like for fruit cakes. You know, like I was like, who kicks when you fight? Like you're so that's the weirdest thing ever. And uh, so me and my brother were boxing, and we used to box with each other all the time. And one time he fucking rear naked, or he guillotined me. He guillotined me and put me to sleep. Uh, and uh, from there on out, I was like, all right, I got to start learning this jujitsu shit. And somewhere, somewhere along the mix of like me and him uh, fighting every day and just sort of learning and like practicing stuff off YouTube and all that, it kind of got into like, all right, uh, well, uh, here's another thing too is we had a, a cat, he ended up being my friend later on, but me and him were going to fight in high school. And he was uh, he was uh, the only kid in our in our school that won uh the wrestling he won wrestling uh the state every year every year he won state and luckily to uh, luckily honestly that he wanted to whip my ass so i, I had to learn jujitsu anyway so it, it went into like okay i wanted to learn it anyways I, I learned a little bit to me like all right this is a little bit more of a necessity like i'm not trying to get my ass kicked by this kid and uh, if i do i want to choke him out so it kind of turned into a little bit of that so it, it was like all there was one to beat my brother's ass and get like a heads up on my brother's side MMA, but two would beat the shit out of some kid I went to high school with. But uh, me and him are friends now, so it's kind of funny how it all worked out. Oh, it's all good then. It's all good. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is all good. But let me ask you a question. So, like, you, that when did you get to that point where you're like, I am that good that I should be in the UFC? Like you're saying, like you should have been there sooner and stuff like that. When did it hit that point where it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm this fucking good. Yeah, yeah. So I think uh, when I was younger, I've been I've been training at Factory X for a long time. So I've had the opportunity to train with like the talent that Factory X brings in. And uh, uh, one of the guys, one of the guys that they brought in when I was younger, I was like 20 years old. One of the guys that they brought in when I was younger just fought for a UFC title fight, uh, a weight class above me. And he was in for like maybe a month. And I was submitting him. I was I was out striking him. All this stuff. And uh, um, I remember thinking, I'm like, I, I was like, I, I would go home and just like I wouldn't want to tell anybody. I was like, this. The weird fluke happened today, you know, and like 
after like a week of it, uh, after a week of it, I called one of my friends. And I'm like, bro, I, I think I'm good. Like, I think I'm actually good at this shit. Like, because I was like, the minute I, I was, I, I'm pretty tall for my weight class, but uh, he was a 35er at the time. And it was like, uh, it, it was like, uh, um, like I was touching him up and I was like thinking I'm like damn bro like I, I didn't expect to be this much bigger than a 35er let alone like more technical than him on the ground and then uh and then like I didn't expect to ever get a finish on him so I was like finishing him all the time and then he like the guy that I'm talking about just went five rounds with the with the champion right before that and I, I was like telling him, like my friend I'm like bro I'm getting finishes on this guy like I'm telling you like I, I think I'm good like I think I could fucking I was already fighting pro at this time but it was like I was fighting pro just to fucking have fun and then like it was more like it was, it was for me like I never even wanted to fight like I just wanted to train I wanted to get good at fighting and then like somewhere along the line like I, my coach threw me in a jiu-jitsu tournament he's like all right bro like you're good enough like let's get you in a jiu-jitsu tournament and I won that and after winning a couple of jiu-jitsu tournaments he's like hey uh you turn 18 next summer like in this summer I'm gonna sign you up for a fight in a couple months as soon as you turn 18 I was like uh okay and then it kind of just like Pure pressure went on. I went five and zero as an amateur, and he's like, "Hey, you ready for your pro fight?" And I was like, "Bro," uh, so it was more <laughs> just like I was dicking around, kind of seeing how far I can go. But it was like I like training, and it was like it like might as well fucking get a fight in there if I'm training this hard anyway. So it was like I don't know, but by the time by the time I was like three or two and one or something like that, it was like okay, I guess I guess maybe I'll try to be a UFC fighter. I guess like I don't know, but it was like a, but, but it was like all about just because I love training, you know, and like I wanted to get a black belt. I wanted to be sick at stand up and I wanted to just, you know you as a man you want to be a good fighter and especially like not a big one like not being big I feel like I'm a control freak and like me controlling the aspect if I could beat someone's ass is that much more control I have in the room you know so it was one of those things I think you know you talk about like you know not being a big guy and the small the weight classes and whatnot and there was for a while there Dana was like kind of almost threatening the flyweight division that it wasn't going to be existing anymore and yet meanwhile you've had some of the craziest you know epic fights over the past year or so I mean uh, you know, you and when you won the fight of the night versus um, uh, Kai Car France, which I remember that that fight back and forth was freaking ridiculous. And then you just took him out, and it was it was phenomenal. But it's like you 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 think about where that division was, where your division was. You know, with Demetrius Johnson, it took for him to leave for things to really come together. You know, uh, who do you have to thank for that besides you know yourself and the and your, your fighters? Is there someone else in there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's Mick Maynard. Mick Maynard, one hundred percent, is the reason why flyweights are great. He he doesn't. Besides Askrap, he doesn't sign anybody who isn't a killer. You know, he's everybody in there is getting finishes. Everybody in there has uh, all finishes, knockouts. Pantoja being one of the probably most dangerous ones of them all is like everything he does is meant to finish you. They, there's there's flyweights outside the UFC that's like ten and zero, like five, like like good records that aren't getting signed because they're not killers. They're not real fighters. They're just competitors that are getting the job done. And that being said, is like uh, like for flyweight, they want nothing but killers. And like we already have a, a, a hard enough time. Like nobody wants to watch a dude five five that you're like anybody that's six foot tall and two hundred pounds. Like I probably could whoop his ass, you know. <laughs> even though if it's probably not true, it, it, they have that delusional thought that's like, oh well, whatever. Why would I want to watch these guys fight? But it's like, uh, but like the the realistic is the realistic view of it is like in order for me to succeed in an MMA gym, you got to think about this: is I, I'm 135 pounds walking around without cutting weight. And then I train with all guys that are like 155 and down, like oh, one, like they compete at 155 and down. So I compete against 170 and and down below, where I'm out, I'm out strength, I'm out size. So I have to be the better at the technique, you know what I'm saying? So I have to learn technique, I have to learn all the skill set of that. So I think like when when you get down lower weight classes, you get the more skill set, you get the more technique, and you get more of all that. 
and uh, and uh, the way McMahon is doing it, is he's signing nothing but killers on top of that. So it just kind of keeps that fucking uh, that wave and that excitement going for the flyweights. Uh, so so that that's nice. And I also think that we have a little bit of our back to the wall too. Is like we all know, like the the last fight, the fight that I lost besides the Moreno one, which which I don't know, like however you guys want to chop that up. But uh, the fight that I lost before, they cut the flyweight division the week of the fight. And, like, I'm in, I'm in the middle of cutting weight. I took the uh, fight against Ke- Casey Kenny on a week notice uh, to, to fight for the Alice belt. And uh, in the middle of me cutting weight, I'm sitting there. 100, I went from 150 to 125. I'm sitting in the sauna, and they're like, we cut the flyweight division. I'm like, what the fuck am I cutting this weight for? I'm getting this big opportunity. I'm trying to fight to get the UFC. I find out they get cut. And then it was just like, like I, I don't know, bro. You don't ever want that feeling again. It's like, I want a job. I want to I wanna make big things happen. I want to make a legacy happen. And I, I also want to prove how fucking exciting fighter I am. And, like I, like, I think I'm a killer, bro. I have, like, all finishes but one. So it's like, I want to keep that up. I want to keep that excitement going. And uh, I want that reputation around me. So every time I go out there and fight, I think that. I think that, like, uh, I'm going to go in there. I want to earn 50 Gs and I'm going to get a finish, you know? 50 extra Gs and get a finish. And I want to put a performance. I want people to recognize that I'm the most dangerous person this guy to M division, you know? It's amazing because you really, you know, we're talking, Brandon, you know, the the fact that it is an exciting division and you guys have, your backs are against the, against the wall. And it really does show that, that you guys are out there and you're you're just, destro- the, the, the division is at a different level. And I, I love the small guys. I love the bantamweight division. I love the flyweight division. I, for some reason, feel like the, a lot of the crazier fights come from these divisions. So the fact that you yeah. feel that pressure is outrageous. And you guys are really performing. And you're really, you're putting on, the, the fans are loving it. You're doing it for us, which is, but you're doing it for yourself. But then the fans are appreciative of it, you know, for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, like, like for me, uh, one, of my coach, one of my coach signed us up for the team and stuff. He, like, sat everybody down and he goes, What's your end goal? And for me, for me, it was never to be like the world champion because I thought like the style that I had, I would never get into the UFC because how I fight is just like I want to submit people. I want to, I want to knock someone out, and it's like if I don't get that done in that amount of time, I can't get stalled out for 15 minutes, you know. And that's how a lot of my losses have came. But it's just like, uh, but for me, it was like I want to be the most dangerous person in the flyweight division. I in my division at the time I was a 35er. Like I want to be the most person, the most dangerous person in the division stand up and then the ground wise everything i want i want i want is everybody to fear me in this division i want people to be like oh i signed up by brandon royville like fuck that's hopefully i get by this fight you know what i'm saying or hopefully i'm gonna make it through or like you know i want i want them to have that fucking anxiety every time they see my name on the card you know so if this pantoja fight you know realistically where do you see yourself do you see like a, a Moreno rematch in the very near future as well because that's something that obviously if the shoulder didn't go out I think that the fight would have would have continued and we would have we would have gone differently correct yeah oh yeah your boy would be holding the belt right now he'd be talking <laughs> to the new champ <laughs> I love it no love but uh but that's the goal the goal the goal is to go out there and be undoubtable man uh, I know there's a lot of there's a lot of other people that they're talking about giving the, the flyaway shot and I know that there's big eyes and a big opportunity that I have in front of me is I'm fighting a dude who beat uh, Moreno the champion twice already. And it's like, that's a good opportunity, especially like my last fight Moreno is like my, my shoulder dislocated when I was on top of him. It's like, that's also undoubtable too. It's like, they, they know what happened there. Like, you can't say that he finished me or didn't, he had nothing to do with what my shoulder was doing, you know what I'm saying? So it's one of those, those situations where I think all that's kind of obvious. Where, like, the only thing that needs to happen now is I need to go out there and just fucking make a statement. And if I make a statement on this guy, I don't see why there's no reason I don't get the next title shot. Awesome, awesome. Listen, we got a couple more minutes with you. Uh, I know football season's starting up. The Denver Broncos, I believe they're playing the, the, the Giants, the game one of the, of the, of the regular season, if, that's, if I'm correct. How are you feeling about the season for as a Broncos fan? 
never, I never know about the season with Broncos. I, every time we have a good team, I'm like, fuck, now we're going to get this done. But uh, <laughs> sometimes it doesn't work out as well. Uh, but I'm always pulling from them. No matter what, I'm the Broncos corner. I'm always a, a, a Denver-born, Denver-fucking-rooting fan. Every time every time a, a Colorado team touches the court or a, the rink or whatever the fuck it is, the field, I'm going for them no matter what. So, are you, uh, good, uh, good luck to them, but I don't know what the fuck's going to happen. Are you Are you a Rockies fan? Are you a you're, you're Avalanche? You're, um, oh, I, I, I probably like it. If I root for anybody, if I, like, I try to go to a game, I'm a huge like hockey fan. I love hockey. Oh, that's um, awesome. I, I, don't pay, I don't pay that much attention, but when I'm like, we're younger, like, Back in the 90s, like, the Avalanche were fucking the greatest team ever. And we'd be beating the shit out of people. Like, they'd fight all the time. Right? We'd be running it up on the Red Wings. So, I was like, I, like, I grew up in the era where, like, the Avalanche came around. Like, right when the Avalanche started, it was like, I was pretty young. And then Avalanche started whooping ass. And I was pretty young then, too. So, I was like, I grew up just cheering on the Avalanche. So, and then on top of that, I think hockey's such a fun sport. It's so fast-paced. And, like, it's, it's action-packed. They lay each other out. They fight from time to time. It's like... I have ADD, man. Uh, football's cooling on, like, they're violent and all that stuff. But it's like, there's a fucking two-minute break between every goddamn play. It's yes. like, by that time, I'm over. By the first quarter, I'm over it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, with hockey, it's just consistent. They're up and down. They're laying each other out. They're talking shit, all the above, you know? Dude. And the hockey players are tight, too. It's like, and so there's football players in the sense, but, like, maybe basketball and soccer and, like, baseball, you don't see it. It's like, hockey players don't get their fucking face cut open and be out the next next shift, you know? So it's like... Yeah, I like seeing that. I like seeing grit, all that stuff. So uh, hockey's a sport for me. Well, it reminds me of what you do. You know, you go out there and you, you might yeah. get caught up, but you can be back there in a minute. So it's amazing. Uh, Brandon, I appreciate it. Is there anything you want to promote before uh, before your your fight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One, one battle, first and foremost, just EAP glass, man. The surgery, all that stuff would have been possible. I probably wouldn't have got through all that if it wasn't for them and having a big sponsor. EAP glass, the best glass company in Denver, man. Uh, so I couldn't appreciate anything they do. Uh, I can appreciate them anymore, man. It's the greatest company ever. Thank you, Ed. Thank you, Cyrus. Thank you guys for everything. Thank you for your time, too, bro. A lot of energy. Looking forward to that Alexander Pantoja fight. I mean, that's going to be a legitimate, exciting fight. Those two fighters are on fire. It's going to be fun. Get ready for it. Uh, that's this Saturday, August 21st, for those two. Pantoja, Royville. It's going to be fun. Uh, thank you again to Johnny Bedford. Thank you again to Brendan Royville. And thank you for listening, and I will see you guys next week with more of the Fight Fan. And also, don't forget, I have a show this Sunday again from 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. on Sunday morning on WFN. Also, I'm at the Fight Fan, WFN, and I'm also at the Hoff WFN on Twitter. At the Fight Fan with Pete Hoffman and everywhere else, YouTube, Instagram, all that stuff. WFAN.com, Odyssey app. I will see you guys next week. Enjoy, and I will talk to you down the line.
Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.